0: Edge of the Matrix podcast. I am Amin Drew Law, aka Me TMK. Pronouns: He, Him. Habibi, plus size model. Um, uh, you know, aspiring revolutionary. So excited, y'all can join us here on this uh wonderful Tuesday. Uh, I would like to give a big shout out to my partners in crime over here. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Yo,
1: it's the motherfucking moment. I'm still in a some something like a like a turkey coma, even though I had no fucking turkey.
2: And I'm the muscle. It's Keita. I hunt power.
1: Yeah, that's the muscle
0: over there, you know, Streets of Rage champion over there. Um, so, look, we got lots of news um, popping. Uh, do we have anything we want to say before we jump in uh, to Into the Matrix? If you. Okay, I'm going to take that as a uh No there's nothing personal for me. It's just business.
2: The streets of Baltimore, on the streets of Detroit, during the the sixties and New York City, and war. immediately within it, you are going to get those people whose differences are not being articulated, which is right. I'm expecting any backlash huh?
0: Oh, I'm already, isn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is Into the Matrix, where we break the latest national and international news. Through a leftist perspective, for updates, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Matrix Podcast. Uh, We got some stories. Mo Man, what you got for us?
1: All right. So one of the things that we see popping off right now is everybody is discussing whether or not uh, Western forces should be leaving Afghanistan, which, by the way, if you are old enough to remember, the reason why we, uh, on paper, went to Afghanistan is because the Taliban government was hosting Al-Qaeda. With uh, Osama bin Laden, Osama bin Laden has been dead for almost a decade. Yet thousands of Americans still remain, along with coalitions. Well, the thing about war is—I'm war. war is something where you remove the 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 lens that we that we say is civilization. Right? We say there's a way that you act in this world. You you buy things. You don't kill people. Oh, but. Yeah, the- but in war everything goes uh and apparently the australians a force that people tend to think about as a relatively benevolent western civilization though how the fuck could you considering the history of australia (laughs) and uh the australian special forces some of them are being fired because tapes have come out uh that found evidence of australian soldiers committing war crimes in afghanistan
0: Thoughts, like, the holding accountable of the people who are, quote, supposed to, like, protect you, or, like, they're out there doing these, like, things for coalition forces, you know? We talk about America and, like, the, the actions of America, but it's just, like, all whiteness everywhere. Like, we, we see, like, this is empire, right? Like, this is co- colonialism. This is, uh, and, and Australia has a, like, you were talking about, moment, just an intense, history of you know anti-blackness anti-indigenous sentiment so on and so forth everything in war goes this this reminds me too of i remember when the afghanistan papers had come out and they were talking about how you the u.s military was telling the the afghanis like afghani farmers like okay like we're gonna pay you so we can blow up your farm and say it was the Taliban. And like these are the type of things that come out. So when you document and you whistleblow, uh, these kind of things, you know, they have to be taken seriously. And as we see the, the global movement to, uh, stop the videotaping and of, of police and the whistleblowing on large state actors, so on and so forth, world is a violent place and, uh, super dangerous.
2: It is and um it makes war crimes not the I, I feel like the word, the phrase war crimes has become kind of this nebulous term too. So that people are like, Oh, that's something that happens over there and not to other people and how endemic it is to gosh yeah white western society because their crimes specifically are against non-combatants i would say war crimes can also be committed against combatants in a field of war but how these soldiers took non-combatants and would initiate each other by murdering people and that and how we see that emulated in things like the police force in things like the way our governments operate and this is indicative of it that it's a much deeper problem but they're like well we'll give reparations to the family and we'll do reforms. Okay, but what kind of reforms can you do when this is built into your culture?
0: What about, y'all remember, uh, was it
1: Abu Ghraib? Abu Ghraib. Abu Ghraib, where they were grab. like... A few
2: grab. moments mm-hmm.
1: Abu later. Abu Ghraib. It was a secret black site from the CIA. Yeah, where
0: they were basically like they were like stripping people, like taking pictures of them. Like with, it, it was no,
1: considered to be incredibly humiliating, much violent. more terrifying than even Guantanamo Bay, which still exists because it was still in the war zone.
2: And I think what's disturbing is, is of course all of this has come to light. They're still using the word alleged war crimes, may have committed war crimes. Also that the, a special investigator has been appointed to determine whether there is sufficient evidence to move ahead with prosecutions. So it's not, so yeah, these guys might get fired, but they're still determining like, oh, do we have enough evidence from, what is it, 423 witnesses, 20,000 documents, 25,000 images to compile a more than 500 page report? Hey, is this enough evidence to say that it's war crimes that we should prosecute these? These people... And when we say, like, war crimes
1: seem nebulous these days, it's because they are. But war crimes are very specific things. For example, in a theater of war, it is a war crime to shoot a human being with a 50 cal rifle. Because that's not considered an anti-personnel weapon. That is a weapon that's supposed to be used against vehicles or machines, right? But those kind of things happen all the time. It's the, it's the natural evolution of good cop, bad cop. Well, the, the, the insurgents don't follow the rules, so we shouldn't have to either. Yeah, but you're brandishing yourself as the good guys, one. Two, they are literally defending their homeland... You know what I'm saying they may not even be signers to the um to the uh, what what the fuck is it called the um, a not few Oslo moments later. um Geneva Conventions <laughs> but the you Geneva Convention. your nation <laughs> right. is lol you know <laughs> <laughs> lo fucking l and it keeps going because it's only 13 special forces soldiers that face dismissal so not even necessarily going to prison but you're going to be fired you're going to get a a uh, 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 an unlawful discharge what is that shit uh, dishonorable discharge and that's really pretty much going to be the end of it and we all know they're just going to end up in 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 fucking uh mercenary outfits because that's what's going to happen. They're going to go to the private sector where they can exercise their skill set with pretty much no, no, no oversight. Bad... And
0: right. yeah, not that there's so much oversight going on, you know, with uh, actual countries, uh, military forces and, and things like that. So Yeah, uh-huh. I'm sure the rest of the news for today is going to be all great. It's a fact. Oh, Anything? yeah, it's so
2: uplifting. <laughs> it's so uplifting, guys. So, you know, our favorite, our favorite person. In the whole world, who's that? Jeff Bezos. Oh, you know yeah. our small business, small business, yeah. small
0: business
2: on Amazon. So uh, it's coming out <laughs> that uh, Jeff Bezos is Amazon, the small business using on Amazon, union busting Pinkerton spies to track warehouse workers and labor movements at the company. Uh, first of all, Pinkerton still in business, adapted to the twenty first century. Yeah,
0: Pinkerton. It just makes me want to say it with like, like an English accent, Pinkerton.
2: Pinkerton. <laughs> I'm with the Pinkerton boys. Yeah. yes, now. as well. You should. Yeah, they hire detectives to spy on their workers. Um, and it's come out in secret documents. But the Pinkertons, for folks who don't know, have a huge history of busting up unions. And we say busting up unions again, one of those nebulous phrases. But the Pinkertons th- did it through violence. They would go with guns. They believed that killing with a people. Billy Club. Yeah, Billy him, clubs there. guns. They believe that killing people was the way to go in order to bust up unions and strikes. And so you hear about um, gosh, the Pinkertons are associated with so many massacres. When I think
1: about the the Pinkertons, I think about uh, think about uh
2: semi-legal
1: Proud Boys for corporations. Yeah. These are, like, if you think about, like, what the mercenary forces are to the military, the Pinkertons are to law enforcement. Like, so the Pinkertons are assigned to keep order and, uh, you know, when there are strikes. Like, oh, they're being they're violently striking the same way they try to, you know, act like Black Lives Matter protests are violent. The Pinkertons would go to the union forces that would be striking and literally beat the shit out of these people. This is why, like, when you see the uh, unions today, like uh the Teamsters, right? They would literally be getting into fights with the fucking Pinkerton.
0: Wasn't it all run by, like, the mafia? Like, not run by the mafia, but, like, the mafia had, like, a, a deep... A deep uh, deeply entrenched uh, aspect into the the union, wasn't that the Irishman. Remember, right, remember right, that? right, 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 that?
1: So the Irish mafia would be with labor, but also so would the Italian mafia, and this is because they their their people come from a largely worker class background. They would be fighting the Pinkertons.
2: Yes, and we're talking about war crimes. So, uh, the, the reason I brought up the Ludlow Massacre in, in regards to even what Australia did, the Pinkertons, uh, in 1914 killed more than 20 people, and those 20 people included 11 children and two women. It's one of the most infamous chapters of Colorado history, um, cause the Pinkertons essentially went in, uh, you know, and said, hey, we're gonna protect, uh, essentially the coal operators in the West, and they decided in order to do that that they would murder People in order to do that, which is why it's called the Ludlow Massacre. And that's built into the agency. So when Amazon hires the Pinkerton agency to spy on workers, knowing what the Pinkertons represent, and that's not the only massacre that, that they're associated with or a part of, in order to bust unions for a guy that is go is a trillionaire a small business on Amazon. That Instead, he paid the pinkertons instead of pay, all, all his workers are saying is hey maybe not work us to death maybe not spy on us to a degree where we don't feel we can take a five minute bathroom break maybe your two-day shipping isn't more important than my health and bezos said no my money is more important than you are as a human
0: i got two things i want to say about this number one PBS Frontline. Ding. They got a great documentary on old Jeffy Bezos and... And uh, the union busting practices that are not, that of course now we're seeing third parties come in, as you were talking about the Pinkertons, but also within their organization, within their hierarchy, the training videos include training on how to identify union workers. So this just isn't a new thing. It's just they're finding it more and more difficult to keep those kind of things in house. A small business on Amazon. Number two, dang, I forgot my number two point. Uh, I'm sure it was good though. Sure yes, it was, good, it was
2: excellent, and maybe it'll come back to you. Um, But, yeah, we shouldn't think of the Pinkertons as, like, this cool detective agency from back in the day. A lot of people will even say that the Pinkertons, well, they had a good foundation because they believed in abolition. And it's like, yeah, they also believe in murdering people for... Coal operators and billionaires and owners like Jeff Bezos. So they're not the good guy.
0: Yeah. And I just want to mention too, you know, right now happening in, uh, in all these Amazon warehouses are strikes. They're happening all over the country. And, uh, just a reminder, you know, stand in solidarity with our folks uh, at Amazon, you know, our, our work, the workers at Amazon, uh, the small business of Amazon, uh, so on and so forth. So, you know, always power to the people and, um, you know. Just don't buy things if you if you don't have to.
1: Speaking of buying things, there is a new fashion label from Dan Dan the Danes, Danlands. <laughs>
0: That's the a new brand called yeah.
1: Carcel. Carcel. They really like the yeah. uh, they've been praised for empowering incarcerated women. So this is a fashion label that goes to prison, gets women to design it, and their whole kill is. Well, we're paying them fair wages and
2: labor. Take the credit. They'll never know. Do you, do you want to go first? I, <laughs> I plan to speak on
0: this accent the entire way. So yeah, I, I love, just want to say thank me love. for giving all these women of color the opportunity to work for me
2: for pennies on the dollar. Okay. Each podcast going to bring a new accent. That's correct. Each <laughs> one. The um, so. Gosh, okay. Yeah. So Carcel, uh, in which they go into Thailand and I want to say Spain. Um, but definitely ex- taking women of color and they, they were praised. I, the, reading the articles around this has been a bizarre experience for me. Just, just identifying the rhetoric that's. Yeah. They're winning like mad awards. Uh, oh yeah. They're gross. totally winning fashion awards. Uh, my problem, of course, is it's like, yes, women. Well, not even women. Um, I I just – gosh, Whole Foods came out and they were exploiting prison labor, and I don't think it's less exploitative because you pay people in prison a living wage because essentially – this is why we have a problem with prisons, because it's said in the Constitution that, hey, actually, we can take your rights away and enslave you if we put you in prison. And then what happened? Uh, a bunch of white people created a whole bunch of laws that ensured that they could incarcerate men of color, specifically black men and then black women. And now, like, let Latina communities and Asian American communities. And so even if you go to another country and you're like, well, Thailand, we're giving them a fair living wage. And it's like, you're making billions of dollars off of their labor and not helping their conditions to get out of poverty, to stop the prison industrial complex wherever it exists in the world. Maybe. I shouldn't feel so much pressure to put a positive spin on it. And that's where
1: I'm at with this shit, right? Why not not hire ex-felons, right, bring them on, put them in leadership positions, and all also use profits from the sales of these lines towards fucking defense for underrepresented fucking demographics towards uh, towards uh, ab- abolition
2: towards abolition and that they don't do when they're saying fair wage they only use the minimum wage in each area as their baseline for what they should pay these women so it's still driven by opportunism and profit because it's like if you cared you're winning awards based off the labor of these women which you are still exploiting because what is the minimum wage in thailand 320 baht per day roughly that translates to ten dollars per day
1: And you're still expecting these people to be fucking Coco Chanel. They're coming up with whole lines of clothing that are going on walk uh, runways and they're being sold for thousands of fucking dollars.
2: Yeah. And at the core of this, I want to say that we should not have prisons. I feel like our society owes it to each other and to ourselves to say that if we're going to imprison someone, then it's society's role to take care of them. And so since we have this issue with prison labor, and of course people getting exploited, people in poverty being debtors prisons, um, people getting put into prisons just because of fucked up laws, that, this does not make this company that great i do believe that if given that we have prisons they should their labor should not be exploited for free but this place is they're gonna say whatever they want and of course freaking hollywood and the runway and all these fashion shows praising them i'm like you guys are the problem you're the one percent still being like hey but we used your woke terms doesn't that make us cool and woke take
1: the credit they'll never know speaking of woke shit air quotes for those of y'all that can't see me, which is none of y'all. <laughs> Yo, I can see you. I mean, I see you bro. <laughs> you are seen. You are enough. You are. Senior. So I, I feel like this is going to be something we have to discuss deeply because I, I know how I feel about this shit, but I'm not sure how y'all feel about it. So Qantas and Australian airline has decided in light of the pandemic They're not going to allow in the very near future anyone to fly on their airlines unless you take one of these developing COVID vaccines. What are y'all thoughts? Jump in.
0: Vaccines are complicated. They're full of nuance. I believe it is the Pfizer vaccine has to be kept at like negative 60 degrees or something insane like that. Uh, very difficult to transport a lot of the other vaccines that are not held at that low temperature are not as effective. We don't know how long these vaccines are going to be effective. We don't understand the accessibility uh, of these vaccines. And of course, the elephant in the room, which is the medical field, is still a part of white supremacy and capitalism. So maybe I shouldn't feel so much pressure to put a positive. I, I think in. it's just a nuanced conversation. I'm not pro-vaccine. I am not anti-vaccine. I raised questions about the the validity of uh, these. um, What's the the thing that they always talk about here in America The, the, the body efficacy. A few you know, moments the FDA. later that it? The FDA? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, the mm-hmm. FDA the like, then that, Aren't
1: they cool with like all the GMOs that, yeah, like, no, make- Pretty much, so check it out All of the FDA, right, and this is why When people think that we just be on one Like, oh my god, we have to vote for the Democrats We don't though, because the thing is When you start looking at these government organizations Like the USDA, like the FDA Right, all of these people That are leading these organizations Are coming from the agro company companies that run these things in the in the private sector. That doesn't change whether you're talking about a Democrat in office or a Republican in office. So how can we trust what's coming out of the FDA when some motherfucker that worked for fucking Big Pharma uh, is now running the administration?
2: Yeah. I mean, vaccinations being required to enter countries is not new um, because that happens with, you know, making sure you're inoculated against yellow fever and other diseases that are endemic to some regions. But I think it also kind of really reinforces uh, this this isolationist theory of countries that i don't dive with because it's rooted in white supremacy and i I mean australia is pretty much shut down they were like no you can't come in they have like really strong restrictions against people coming in and then they straight up told all of their citizens don't leave the country unless you absolutely have to so this is not coming out of australia but i do want to speak to the cost point that i mean i mean if you fly international you got bank because I can't conceive of how much those tickets cost.
0: Yeah, twelve hundred. I don't know what it is to go to Australia, and I don't know what the prices are now because the prices are incredibly low, just so they can get anybody to go on right, there. But extreme poverty. I'm sure like... price, uh, uh, a ticket in February, uh, before uh, you know the Rony came up, was probably going to be like sixteen hundred dollars.
2: Yeah, and I, I think part of my issue with this vaccination is 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 that they're still discussing the cost of it and how they can pass that cost on to people who are dying. And of course. When you start doling out things that people need like this, it always, always favors white people. I feel like we talked about that with Muriel Bowser Aww, trying to get frickin' gross. money for DC, and lo and behold, it only went to frickin' Northwest. Right, DuPont, and DuPont, and Cleveland so, Park, you know, instead yeah, of across all the all river. The, right, instead of, in, which was, well,
0: literally in the, the grant, it says across the river, but it's still funded up to Cleveland Park.
2: Right! Right, and this is a same situation. Thank you for situation. talking shit
0: about Muriel Bowser. You know, I appreciate you Always. tremendously, Kida. I got
2: your back, homie. <laughs> yeah, this is, our muscle. <laughs> this is part of the issue, too, because that money's not going to go to the people who are dying the most in co- communities of color. And making this a requirement is also pushing something that we don't know much about. Which brings me to my point, right?
1: This is, uh, regardless as to however forward-looking this seems to be, this is absolutely fascism in the truest sense of the word. This is a corporation exercising an agenda. A small business Because, again, on Amazon. what is the liability to Qantas for this, right? What about the people that are mandated to take these vaccines and there are all kinds of side effects? What is Qantas' fucking liability for this? We may feel one way or the other about a country saying you have to take a vaccine, a cor- corporation demanding that you take an unproven vaccine i'm not with that shit Uh,
0: another point that i have is you know uh, millions of people are dying from neurona uh, you know i think it's 270,000 we're approaching here in the united states uh, that's going to continue to go higher there is and no and the people
2: suffering the long term effects which they get kind of cut out of the conversation where they're saying they have long term lung issues and f- chronic fatigue and all of these literally issues literally people black yeah. out yeah. that they have for to no reason. they have to deal with for the rest of their life losing long capacity, taste smell yeah taste yeah. and smell and that and, and those thousands of people on top of the thousands of people who've died
0: so so this is something that I think, um, again, we look at the country of China and their, uh, the country of Vietnam and, and the country of, of Cuba. And we see actual protocols that were put in place that allows people to stay home and or stay away from uh, the Rona. You know, uh, these are uh, things that you can do as a country to allow people to stay inside, to monitor those things, to get testing correct. We do not have that all over the world. Unfortunately, because of fascist governments, and we also are looking at a situation where the airlines are a huge capitalist entity that exists all over the the planet as well. I'm sure Australia has its own airline that needs to continue to do its thing. So, you know, I just don't think people should be going anywhere right now because that's just the world that we're living in. We have to evolve, and if you don't need to travel, you shouldn't be traveling. And this is just another way for rich people to have separate rules as other other people, uh, absolutely. And, and the fact of the matter is, no one should be traveling.
1: And, and we just don't know. There's so much about coronavirus we still don't know, right. which is interesting. That's a great point. Man. Almost a year into it. What was the name of that fighter who was supposed to fight? He uh, was supposed to fight Benavidez, not Benavidez Figueredo. Corey.
2: A few moments. What's his later. name? The white
1: guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't yeah. 135. And Cody, he was, Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrand, Right. Beep. He gets coronavirus, and it's like, oh, it's nothing. I beat it. But then in the next workout, he tears his fucking bicep. Right. And it's like, oh, this is just workouts I normally do. Bro, you don't know how corona has affected your body. And you're a professional athlete and it's fucked your body up. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, these are unrelated things. But what if they're not unrelated? And that goes back to, what are these side effects? Because it's going to be so deniable. Like, uh pre-existing conditions. You know, this isn't necessarily because of the vaccine. So, like, all of that shit is so fucked up to me. Because, like we said, in a world with capitalist medicine, is not like like big pharma won't lie to that end purdue pharma pleads guilty to criminal charges admits it fueled the opioid epidemic
2: thoughts ironic surprise pikachu face (laughs) Duh. come on now we were all talking about that remember when your doctor used to give you samples of drugs yeah, and they were like, "Well, I just want to make it sure." It wasn't that- my doctor. <laughs> <You> can- <laughs> the first one's free. <laughs> right, right, right.
1: It's crazy. I mean, I remember getting my tooth pulled maybe uh, a decade, fifteen years ago, something like that, and they're giving me uh, what's the the shit, the the, the opium shit, the uh, Tylenol three you know what a i'm saying uh, hydro what the tell. fuck is it hydrocodone, hydrocodone. Oh. i'm like damn is it that serious can i like i'll take a couple ibuprofens, bro this shit hurts but like do i need fucking fucking wow a codeine
0: i'm your huckleberry it does feel nice though
2: i want to say that
0: yeah it feels real good and of fun.
2: course you know <laughs> this is just so, it's not funny because thousands of people have died from the opioid crisis. Yeah, and you can't keep course, it going. Yeah, <laughs> hundreds of thousands hundreds of people. Hundreds of thousands of people have died from the opioid crisis and then people who have to suffer from chronic pain were like, well give me the Access to the medicine that I need. And then now they've had to deal with even worse symptoms because they couldn't get access to the medicine because suddenly overreactionary governments are like, we got to shut this down instead of, you know, just giving people the drugs that they need to get through their life. So I'm not surprised by this because I feel like doctors have been under scrutiny a lot, not just for the opioid crisis, but other drugs that came to market. And then we found out, oh, if you do that, it destroys your liver. Whoops, we didn't know. And so this is, in, this is in line with the capital's argument when we're having problems with like the vaccine and how much is it going to cost? And what is it? Cause these pharmaceutical companies don't give a shit because you are a product. You have, you getting addicted to this ensures the GDP stays that. up. And they
1: know that. And they're, they're good. The the whole conversation is going to be their heroes because they helped defeat the pandemic. But we have pharmaceutical corporations that have never in their corporate history created virus vaccines that are rushing the market with fucking vaccines that have been, uh, if, if not, thoroughly tested by the FDA, quietly turned away because, oh my God, we gotta warp speed all of these vaccines so that we can be the fucking hero. And no one's gonna really look too deeply into where did you get the testing methodology?
0: And this is what Big Pharma does. We're seeing it right here. This is what the uh what do they call like the like your financial plan? Like their financial plan within itself has the stipulation that this is going to be great because it gets people hooked, uh, and and that that capitalist aspect, and the same thing with these um these vaccine companies. I mean, it's, they're all about the bread, and it's all about you know getting yeah. those monies. And we're seeing this, and I'm I'm okay. They said okay, we we knew because y'all got caught. But just like we were talking about with the Australian soldiers, okay. Well, what's going to happen?
2: are y'all going to pay a fine?
0: I, you know what I mean? Well, they
2: did get charged $8 billion, but they're in bankruptcy proceedings. So how much of that is are they going to they, pay? They
0: specifically, they specifically signed the bankruptcy once they realized they were going to have to pay this out so it sits in litigation forever. Yep. Just like, what was that movie, Aaron Brockovich? Remember that thing?
2: Yeah. You know, shout out Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> and I think she
0: was still out here talking big shit too. She's still out here doing that work. Um. So, you know, oh, another thing that goes great with this. Uh. I remember the they were saying in Washington, D.C. there was a lawsuit with... Uh, Um, Apple for uh, making essentially slowing down these iPhones. What do we call forced obsolescence? Yeah. So it's proved in court. They won the court case and they got charged like $130 million, which sounds like a lot of money. But when you have this many people that are affected, several hundred thousand, the payout is like $9 per person. So, do you even want to go in and try to get that $9? Are you going to sign in the paperwork and make that happen? And that's a problem with these big.
1: And these have real implications that go beyond commerce and what we did for our quarterly earnings. Because when you're talking about forced obsolescence, we all remember 10 years ago, your cell phone battery died. You pop the back off, you go put a new fucking battery in. You're just throwing
0: SIM cards. That's all the fuck
1: it was. Now you have to buy a brand new phone just because your battery died and everything else may be great. And we already know in places like Bolivia, they're killing people to get the fucking lithium to make these batteries.
2: And they're killing people with these kickbacks. But, I mean, they're killing people, too, because pharmaceutical companies, they're the ones are charging 300% over market price for insulin, which is what people need for asthma ed- ed- uh, medication, for the inhalers. And it's like people will die if you don't give this to them. And these pharmaceutical companies are like, yeah, we – this is the – and this is what's so crazy about capitalism and that I wish more people understood is that it really does not give a shit except about numbers and that those numbers are in the positive for stakeholders raking in millions of dollars. They don't give a shit how – like you could say hundreds of thousands of people died from opioid addictions and they're like, well – I made $3 billion, so I win. It's a small business on Cause Amazon. Because it's not
0: violence, you know? It's like, in this world, that's not violence. Yeah. You know, like, the, the violence is like the interpersonal situations that you're having on the street or, like, uh, you know, conflicts with, with law enforcement and, and so on and so forth. So, and then they wonder why we don't trust the vaccine. Because Corruption keeps us
1: safe and warm. Corruption right. charges. Corruption?
0: Right. right. So how can I... And again, they don't do anything to help you trust the process they you know like all of these cuz you know i'm a, i'm a fan of the medical field you know, I'm a fan of, you know, us using vaccines to help human beings survive. I agree that that science can work. But again, when the, you're not deeply rooted in the health of human beings and you're deeply rooted in your profit margin for literally the next quarter and nothing else, you know, what, what am I going to think of when I, when I have a vaccine made by motherfucking Pfizer or AstraZeneca? I mean, of course I'm not going to have the kind of trust. And you know, we're, I feel like we're, well-informed people, you know, <clears throat> beautiful, of course, but also well-informed. <laughs> There's but, so much problem. propaganda all over the place, everywhere. You know it's just it's just difficult to to, to find a, a what, place to settle.
1: What's the one that's the leading one right now in efficacy? Is like 96. That's
0: um that's Pfizer,
1: right? But you have to take two applications of it. Yeah. So, like again, right? What the fuck does that look like for their profit margin? You literally get a charge twice the amount of anybody else because they have to come in again and. You can still get motherfucking COVID four months later,
2: and of course, it favors people who who can get that time off work to take two shots that their insurance will pay for two Extreme shots. Extreme poverty, um, okay. negative
0: sixty degrees. You have to keep this this solution, yeah. The, this vaccine, oh yeah. How difficult is it to transport something that has to be negative sixty degrees? You know what I'm saying. These are the things that I don't think you know what I'm saying. The average everyday person is 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 looking at you know accessibility to any sort of medical care is the number one issue that we have. So the efficacy of a vaccine. Great. You know, but but who's going to get a hold of this? Who's going to who's going to have it? Like and again, the larger issue, the reason these vaccines are all getting pushed through the door is not only because they're going to make people rich, but they don't want to pay people to stay home. They don't want. No, uh, they
2: need to go back to status quo as fast as possible. They're trying to get back to
0: status quo as fast as possible, and they don't care how many people die. How long is it going to take for this vaccine even to get out for the essential workers and the people that are working in the medical field? Maybe months from now. And we're looking at a situation where 2,500 people essentially are dying per day from neurona.
1: Yo, you had the Tyson thing where they're in court right now because they had mid-level managers and upper-level managers having pools on how many of their employees would literally get corona. Motherfuckers were dying. And they had office pools where, like, people were winning. But see, science, the West hates science unless the science that backs up their shit. I mean, I think you have some shit on some science.
0: Well, you know, this has been a big news story, and I thought that we should just at least touch on it. Uh, let me, let me pull up the, uh, the article. I was so turned up, um, about, um, uh, you know, what's popping on with, a the, few with all these later. different, um, Vaccines, so on and so forth. You know, have all my stuff pulled later. up, and then when I go to look for it, you know, oh, it's I just got it. Great, can you just take it, take over for me? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Iran's most senior nuclear scientist, Mossad. Father Fodri- Zade has been assassinated near the capital Tehran. The country's defense ministry has confirmed that he died in a hospital after an attack. Uh, I feel like this is
0: one of those things where a man is going to tell me, like, "Oh, tread lightly on uh, what you say." So tread gonna...
1: lightly on what you say. We yeah. ninety miles away from the fucking farm. Yeah, you know what Absolutely. I'm saying.
0: Absolutely, but but here again, I mean, what was the the general that um they had a was Sulemani. it Suleimani? Suleimani,
1: right? And remember, they brought him in for talks of uh theoretical peace talks. He was told to fly into uh, he was told to fly into uh, Iraq again because he had been working with coalition partners. He had been considered the most successful general in the world in combating ISIS. He had been working with the United States, including them Langley boys. So like he's like, yeah, you know, it's whatever, man. It's whatever we got to do to get rid of ISIS, because that's the most important thing. He flies into Iraq. Whoop whoop whoop! Motherfucker gets popped, and now the media is putting it out like he's some fucking uh terrorist. When he's like literally one of the it'd be like Colin Powell being called to go to fucking Geneva, and someone assassinates him.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah yeah and all to stop right really what that oh you can't have nuclear weapons we are the only the oppressors are the only ones who can have nuclear weapons because i read benjamin netanyahu's warning two years ago he's like that guy's nobody but netanyahu two years ago was like remember his name because he's still a key player in iran building its nuclear base
0: Speaking of OBB, I remember we did a podcast many, many, many podcasts ago. Podcast is how I tell time. About how it was over for OBB. It was over for Netanyahu. Yeah, he, he lost, lost the fucking election, the election.
1: But now. And was facing corruption charges, I might corruption add. Corruption charges. I corruption? mean, I mean, talk Sound about. Uh, familiar. Corruption is why we weep.
0: <laughs> you know, this the, the, of course, the geopolitical perspective you have uh the saudis against iran you know you have the israelis against iran america of course is uh you know stirring this pot because uh, you, know, you know what i mean like why why can a country like israel have uh nuclear weapons but a country like iran
1: cannot have nuclear Undeclared, weapons but everyone yeah, but, but, knows but that they but everybody and have their them. mother knows that they got them right. and they got at least 30 plus and it becomes again again Look, people feel one way about nuclear weapons, and I get it, right? They're very scary. But the thing to remember is this technology is going on 80 years old. So when you're saying certain countries can have access to this technology and other countries cannot, you are literally talking about a decisive military advantage that has existed for 80 fucking years that pretty much if you are not a white nation or in subservience to white nations like India – you're not allowed to have them, and and or because you're not responsible enough. I feel like I'm of the I'm of the opinion always with weapons. If anybody can have this shit, everybody should be able to have this shit.
2: I'm talking about responsibility. There's still only one country, the U.S., that has actually dropped the bombs, right. Right. And that's just
1: that's just deep facts. But even even running with that. Right. We can't even say they're the only country that utilizes them in theaters of war because that has been so obfuscated when you're talking about people that are using depleted uranium, which is a radioactive product. It may not be like, boom, like the bomb. But there have been huge studies about what that does to populations and birth rates and all types of defects.
0: Right. And just, and just the general calamities of war where you have all this radioactive material. And we were just talking about Iraq. The fallout from all of this war, it, it's not natural to the human body. So you're now having people growing up with, um, all kinds of birth, birth abnormalities, um, specifically from the wars that, you know, the United States carries out in Middle Eastern countries. Um, you know, well, speaking, and speaking of, do you any more any more things?
1: Oh yeah, you talking about the the latest Jason Bourne movie. Absolutely. The one in Somalia? <laughs> the one in Somalia. So
0: corruption. i sure maybe maybe corruption? it covered but um according to VOA news, uh, a CIA officer was killed in combat in Somalia. In recent days, US media said Thursday without releasing details on how the agent died. The veteran officer was a member of the CIA Special Activities Center, a paramilitary branch that carries out some of the US intelligence agency's most dangerous task. The New York Times said the officer died of the officer died of injuries suffered during an operation last week. According to CNN, the CIA has not commented publicly. On the death, D- any thoughts? Real, any thoughts? Yeah,
1: I don't remember Congress declaring war on Somalia. And seeing Ooh. as Congress is the only body that can authorize a war, I don't understand why we have Americans in hot zones that are losing their lives.
2: But it's not a war, Moja. It's training. <laughs> They're training the Somali soldiers so that they can combat Al Qaeda. Um, so so that happened
0: on the uh, 27th of November 10 days earlier um the US said they will pull troops from Somalia. This was 10 days before the uh, murder of the CIA agent. So you know to me it's like even when the you know Merca and all of the alphabet groups uh, say that they're gonna be pulling out or pulling away from a certain thing, we know, there are people who have any who have interest in every single country in terms of resources and e- e- the economy. You know, so helping these countries, what we what we're doing in these places is instilling and uh, enabling the puppet governments that serve the Syriana,
1: Syriana everywhere. Corruption. Body of
0: lies. Corruption. Yeah. Shout out to uh George Clooney. Send me some money, George, if you ask with the people. I'm still waiting to be bought out by one of these rich white guys. Which one's (laughs) it going to be? Poverty. Are y'all ready to talk to him? (laughs) Yes. Thank you. You don't make no money like that off of selling albums. You make some sense. Your album gets sold in the stores for like $16, $17. And as an artist, you be lucky if you get in $35, 50 cents off your album. Yo, that's real. Uh, yo,
1: man. And let me tell you know, something. Yo, this is Talk to Him, where it's old heads sit down to break down complex patterns of deeply embedded oppressive ideologies and how they manifest in today's society. For updates, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Matrix Podcast.
2: Yeah. And let me tell you something. And let me tell you something. I love you all so much. I love you too. Yay. What I don't love. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, you you know, we talk about on this podcast a lot and with each other, uh, that coalitions are really, really difficult to build, um, because all folks of color across the spectrum, we're out here struggling and COVID-19 hasn't made it any better, but Anti-blackness runs real, real deep. So here's a summary. A Mexican-American owner of a prominent downtown Portland coffee shop filed a complaint in federal court. She argues that the state's 62 million COVID relief funds for black people in Oregon unconstitutionally discriminates against her for me personally,
1: again, if you're not indigenous American, you really can't say shit to a black American about the price we have paid to build this motherfucker up. Now, Mexico is third. Okay. I am here to acknowledge terrible things have been done to the country of Mexico from the country of the United States. And that carries on. However, in ranked weight, y'all coming in third. So like with the work that we have done, I feel like This is the kind of shit that really goes against coalition building because it's dumb important that we keep a solidified front. But we have to acknowledge there is so much anti-blackness, especially in mainstream aristocratic Mexican culture to this day. Like even black Mexicans are discriminated against.
2: Yeah, that's how deep anti-blackness runs. I mean, you look like you got some thoughts.
0: Well, I, it makes me think of the affirmative action bill in California that was voted out. Um, and one of the um, concerns was that, you know, Asian students would be overlooked for black students. And, uh, you know, again, I I, <clears throat> I like like you said, Keita, I mean, you, you said it perfectly the, the anti blackness. Runs deep in in all places. As an Arab, I can say anti-blackness is incredibly prevalent. You know, imagine the uh, uh, the conversations we've had on Bolivia with the indigenous people, yeah. and then the 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 more wider conquistador. You know, I I think it's all really important um, for for us to always acknowledge, like you know, anti-blackness is the most violent, prevalent. Uh, the enormity of anti-blackness throughout the world is unrivaled, yeah. and uh, you know if if black people especially in the united states have liberation the domino effect that will occur on all other oppressed people will fall you know and and yeah. when i see things like this it, it, it people say like oh well you know uh, <clears throat> you know it, it discriminates against people to me, that's just this particular uh, you know, person subscribing to whiteness and the anti-blackness that is prevalent throughout the world.
1: When it comes to anti-blackness, right, removing the barriers that have prevented black people from being uh, able to succeed in this country, truly it is the axiom, the tide lifts all ships. When black people move up, all other people of color are positively affected.
2: Yeah, and I mean this business owner, of course, is assuming that— Black people aren't also part of the Latinx community. Black people are part of the Asian right. community. Indigenous so it's a, peoples. Indigenous peoples. It's about the homogenization. Um, but, like, this lawsuit and its findings, of course, they're using the 14th Amendment uh, in order to say, hey, you can't discriminate against anybody. And I just find it so depressing that any time— Because, you know, they're like, oh, do the research or whatever. And we have now have evidence. Of course, 45 said in a memo, there is no evidence of discrimination. We're all treated equal. And how this manifests itself again in this lawsuit and against – because, I mean, she's being backed by an organization that always takes these race-based cases to say that they're unconstitutional or discriminatory. And And probably nudged her. Definitely nudged her. And and how – Once again, you know, especially on the heels of the small business administration had small business loans and the findings, of course, came out that did it go to small businesses of color? No, not really. Well, you know, freaking Shake Park. Shack Big got Dream loan. Uh, and Shake Shack over. returned the money. Did, but Shake Shack got a loan. Remember Harvard when they over. first was doing this?
0: Harvard got a small business loan? Yeah. Business on him yeah.
2: And that on the heels of this where it's like, yes, everybody is struggling out here. But to say that I needed that money more than black people is just also such an egregious kind of lack of empathy. And if you're really against oppression, right?
1: If you're really against discrimination, why is it you only ever punch down towards black people? Where are these same organizations, where are these same people that want to sue banks for redlining? we saying only so many Mexicans can live in this neighborhood. Only so many black people can live in these neighborhoods. Nobody wants to fuck with, uh, with Bank of America. Nobody wants to fuck with, uh, what's the one, uh, that, uh, the... Wells Fargo? Wells Fargo. Getting in your DMs? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I need your debt. No one, no one gives a fuck about them, but you got something to say about black people getting a little bit of money?
2: Yeah. I mean, in good news, there are about a dozen Latine. Yeah. Latines in Oregon who issued a statement. They condemned the lawsuit. They said, like, really, guys, we can't be trying to shit on black people. There are black people who, again, are Latine. And of course, this business owner comes out and she's like, well, they're not my leaders and that they should have listened to both sides. And it's kind of like it's what is both sides? It's you against the entirety of black people in right. Oregon? It reminds me of like, <laughs>
0: the, the conversation of like when people were saying,
2: well, let's discuss climate
0: change, whether it exists or not. And they got one person that says climate change is real and one person that doesn't say climate well, change is real. Well, I don't believe
1: it. Well, based on what happens, my thoughts, my beliefs are valid. And this is the facts don't give a fuck about your feelings crowd, right? Yeah. It's
0: and, just... and, and one more thing, one more thing, too, because you were about to move on? No, no, no. Oh, oh, okay, I, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I think it's relevant. Event that this is happening in Oregon because everybody talks about the Civil War and how it brought about freedom, but nobody talks about how all the fucking Confederates that didn't go to Central America after the end of the war <clears> throat> 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 moved to Oregon because it was a wh- it was founded as a white utopia where black people couldn't even
2: live there until like what the fucking fifties? Yeah, they legislated against it. Oh my! I don't God. think people understand. This is why I kind of hate people shitting on the South especially if you've only lived in the west midwest north whatever Um, because it was like okay but you think your racism is subtle and that makes you more refined but you wouldn't let black people move into your state. (laughs) until like our grandparents grew up uh which is freaking wild also this is the other problem with shitting on black people when you're a person of color um is that your assumption is is you were gonna get some money the reality is is a white business was gonna get some money (laughs) okay you weren't gonna get shit and now you're making sure none of us get shit
1: yeah, but surprise, again, a lot of Mexican-Americans identify as white, so.
0: You know, I think I talked about this last week, or we've talked about this a million times, is class consciousness, class struggle. You know, you, you all are all in the same, same class, small business owners, I and mean, that's all they talk about. It's such a, I don't know what the word is, but it's like, when these politicians just talk about small, small business, small business. You could easily, you could easily save all of these small businesses right now. It'd be oh, no problem. Absolutely. Why are people fighting over these small business scraps? When the conversation shouldn't be, well, black businesses are getting way more. It's like, well, what about Amazon. What about (laughs) Google? What about Facebook? What about Kraft? What about Johnson and Johnson? I mean, like what the lie of the small business, I think is the difficult. This is even before Rony popped up. 67% of all businesses fail within the first five years. So like, and that's the thing was, oh, well, start your own business, start your own business, start your own business. If everybody started their own business, who would work at these businesses? So the whole idea of small business is fake to me.
2: Yeah, and I never want to ignore the fact that small businesses also exploit labor, and this is why we need to organize. Uh, I, I actually will have a
1: countering point of view for this. I wish everybody had their own small businesses because that would be the demise of bigger businesses, right? When we talk about, like, too big to fail, the way that fixes – the way the single biggest thing you could do in America is uh, right now to get everybody to a better place is allow everybody to have access to do the one thing that they have the skill for. And you do that through small business through crafts through arts through whatever the fuck you're into everybody should have their own little etsy style thing there where you don't got to go
2: through fucking etsy or i feel like you're really talking about universal basic income <laughs> i don't need my own small business you're gonna pay me for being a person Facts. for being a citizen in your country because that is your obligation to me
1: i mean i feel like both of these things work together i think both of those things should be happening
2: Ding. all
0: right so we got some more news on Oregon. Um, oh, is this uh, was this the same joke?
2: Yeah, this
0: is the same joke. All <laughs> yeah. right. Well, any more uh, thoughts, comments? Just,
2: uh, Oregon.
1: I do encourage all of y'all to look up the uh, original Oregon Constitution Beep. because I know a lot of y'all be thinking we'd be hyperbolic and cracking jokes. Dead ass. Oregon was created as a white utopia where black people were not allowed to live.
2: I mean, look at a lot of states. In fact, look at the constitution of your state, and you're going to see some shit in there that's still super racist that's on the books. And they're like, well, we don't listen to it, but technically that's legal if you never remove it right, from the Right, because books. then they can
0: just bring it up whenever they feel like it, right? Right. This and is illegal. Blah, 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 blah. Take your ass to jail. And what's interesting
1: to me, right? This is like the the socialist countries in Europe, right? It's amazing the places like where— Right. Yeah. Yes. You want to where, buy some of my
0: clothing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> where the population is overwhelmingly white, it's amazing how progressive those societies are allowed to be. That we was the
2: for all. Of one of the citizens. first places
1: with fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah.
2: No, but let's talk about the the Swedish and Dutch countries that did universal basic income, and now they've been taken over by fascists and conservatives. Why? Because they had an increase in immigrants, and suddenly they're legislating away all of the things that make them so much better than America. Yeah, they got the same racism. Corruption is our protection. Yeah, right.
1: The
0: same racism.
2: My with
1: Swiss chocolate.
2: I'm waiting for Amin to start yodeling And I don't know why
1: y'all <laughs> made you, made. And it's been a week Y'all thank y'all Thank y'all for kicking it with us This is Exit the Motherfucking Matrix We can be found on Facebook on Instagram, On Twitter On all of the places that you might find Podcast Gang corruption charge. Corruption? Corruption is government intrusion into market efficiencies in the form of regulation. That's Milton Friedman. He got a goddamn Nobel Prize. We have laws against it precisely so we can get away with it. Corruption is our protection. Corruption keeps us safe and warm. Corruption is why you and I are prancing
0: around in here instead of fighting over scraps of meat out in the street. Corruption is why we win. Yeah. (laughs)